Hi, I'm Ronnie McDowell, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 349 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we head into the music world with Ronnie McDowell. And, of course, he had the hit song, The King is Gone, a tribute to Elvis Presley. He had older women, just hit after hit after hit. And he's going to be here to talk about all those hits, his paintings, and everything else he's been doing. And it's right here on On Screen and Beyond. So stick around for that. And right now we're in the middle of our win a copy, a DVD copy of 23 Blasts. Now on our last episode of On Screen and Beyond, Dylan Baker was on the show. He is the director of the film. He's also in the film too. But he was the director of 23 Blast. And uh, your chance to win a copy of that is right going on right now two ways you can win all right and you can enter all three ways that we have that you can get in there the first way is we're going to have a social network winner all right all you have to do is very simply like on screen and beyond on facebook or leave a review on itunes and then on february 8th which is a sunday when we have our next show we will turn around and we will uh, have a drawing of all the people who have either liked us or left a review on iTunes. So you can do either way or both ways and increase your chances. Okay, so uh, you can try that one. And the second way is going to be where after listening to the episode of uh, 348 with Dylan Baker, all you have to do is tell me the answer to this question. You can send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. The question is, when I asked Dylan what was one of the favorite movies or TV shows he worked on, what did he answer? He actually gave us two movies that he worked on, so uh, and, and a TV show, too. So uh, give me the answer to that. Tell me what those were. And uh, all the correct answers, once again, we'll have a drawing on February 8th. And out of all the correct answers, we'll have one winner for that. So you can win yourself. A, it's a great movie, too, because I had a chance to review it and watch it. And uh, it's just a great film. And it's one of those ones that, you know, it's sports-oriented, and uh, it's true life, and it's just a lot of fun. So be sure to check that out. And you can win yourself a copy of 23 Blast. Well, what do you say? It's getting about uh, time to get right into the show. So what do you say? Let's get into it. It is time for Remake Madness. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, the remake of Escape from New York is moving along. John Carpenter is going to be an executive producer on the film with some creative control. And Fox is hoping to make a series of films from this remake. And the classic 1951 murder story... Strangers on a Train from Alfred Hitchcock is going to be remade with David Fincher and Ben Affleck and Gillian Flynn. And a Monopoly movie is in the works as the popular board game moves from a game 
to the big screen, and its shooting starts this summer. That's it for Remake Madness. Next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, look for Kevin Spacey to star and play a cat in Nine Lives as a workaholic gets in an accident and is trapped in the body of a cat. Now that sounds something different for Kevin Spacey. And John Goodman, Ed Helms, Olivia Wilde, Amanda Seyfried, Diane Keaton, and Alan Arkin will star in an all-star cast film called Let It Snow, and it's set for November 13th, 2015 release. And look for The Walking Dead's Lauren Cohen. She's going to be starring in The Boy. Now, this is a film about demon-possessed dolls, and the horror thriller is... uh, There's no release date set for that one yet. We'll let you know when it does. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Sequel City, Ouija 2 is now being worked on according to the production company executives who brought us the first one. And Joe Dirt 2 is moving along with all the cast returning. David Spade, of course, and also Christopher Walken, Dennis Miller, and Brittany Daniel. And look for M. Night Shalaman. He wants to make a sequel to Unbreakable. And we'll just have to let you know if Unbreakable 2 comes our way as soon as we find out. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD on April 7th. Look for Manhattan Season 1 as it arrives on Blu-ray and DVD with 13 episodes. And March 3rd, Outlander Season 1, Volume 1 will hit stores on Blu-ray and DVD and a limited edition collector's version also and the librarian quest for the spear and the librarian return of King Solomon's minds will come bundled together on March 3rd, starring Noah Wiley. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD, March 17th, Exodus, Gods and Kings will be arriving. And March 15th, The Sound of Music with Julie Andrews arrives in the Ultimate Collector's Edition on Blu-ray. And Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey lands on Blu-ray and DVD on March 31st. That's it for Movies on DVD. (laughs) TV and entertainment time. Well, Eddie Murphy is going to be returning to Saturday Night Live after all this time for the 40th anniversary show on Sunday, February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And Anna Gunn, of most recently Grace Point, will be in the upcoming Criminal Minds spinoff, which will be planted in an episode later this year of Criminal Minds. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays on February 1st. Lisa Marie Presley turns 47. 
Michael C. Hall turns 44, and past guest Polly Shore here at On Screen and Beyond turns 47. February 2nd, Shakira turns 38, Tommy Smothers turns 78, Christy Brinkley turns 61, and on February 3rd, Morgan Fairchild turns 65, Nathan Lane 59, Fran Tarkenton, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 75, and on February 4th, Alice Cooper turns 67. February 6th, Axel Rose turns 53, Fabian turns 72, and Mike Farrell, past guest here on On Screen and Beyond from MASH, turns 76. And Patrick McNee turns 93 years old. February 7th, Chris Rock turns 50, Garth Brooks turns 53, and Ashton Kutcher turns 37. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listeners' birthdays, Detroit, Michigan, Beatrice C. turns 47 on February 3rd. And Eddie K. of Nuremberg, Germany turns 57, and that's on February 4th. Happy birthday to all of you. If you have a birthday coming up and want us to celebrate it here at On Screen and Beyond with all our listeners, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and give me that information of uh, who you are, where you are, and when your birthday is, and we will turn around and celebrate it with you. That is it for Celebrity Birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond... Country singer Ronnie McDowell started out with King is Gone, a tribute to Elvis Presley when he passed away. Then he came back with hit after hit after hit, and we're here with him right here on On Screen and Beyond. Ronnie McDowell. Stepping up to the on-screen and beyond mic today with me is a multi-charting country singer who has given us over 30 top 40 country hits, including The King is Gone, Older Women, and You're Gonna Ruin My Bad Reputation. It's Ronnie McDowell. Ronnie, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Ronnie, you do so much touring. Why do you keep touring so much? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why. Because... uh, I'm still doing what I love to do, and every weekend, believe it or not, is still an adventure. No matter where I go, even if I go and repeat, it's still an adventure. I still love uh, doing what I wanted to do since I was four years old when I first heard Hank Williams on the radio, and that's what I'm doing. And I never want to be- retire. I want to be like Tony Bennett, 88, and still singing older women right. are beautiful lovers. I never want to retire. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, uh, Tony Bennett, how, how he's still going strong like that. It is. I saw him in Biloxi, Mississippi not long ago. I stepped into the showroom, still singing unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his voice is just so still so nice. Yes. So your voice... Of course, you started out with with that tribute to Elvis Presley, and the King is I gone. Did. Now, were you uh, doing like a lot of impersonations of Elvis as you were singing? No, I was not. I had a top forty band at the time. I was first and foremost, still am a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point in time, I had written songs. Now, this was before the King is gone. Uh, I had written songs for Roy Drusky, Billy Walker, Jenny Shepard, the Wilburn Brothers, Porter Wagner. And I was just having fun writing songs and doing what I loved. And then I heard uh, 
that Elvis Presley had passed away one afternoon, August 16th, and it just came out of me being the songwriter. Uh, I was barely six years old when I first heard him sing. Mm-hmm. And I knew from that moment on it'd be a lifetime thing. Well, I had no earthly idea when I was writing that 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 would sell six million records, and two weeks later I'd be on American Bandstand with a number nine pop record and million seller in a week. I mean, you know, it just turned my head around so fast, and I was thrown into that spotlight. Um, But I was, you know, so fortunate to be doing what I loved and what a dream. It was like a movie. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, now, now how was it that, you, like you say, you, you, you're, all of a sudden you're thrown into the spotlight from, you know, all of a sudden from being the guy who writes the songs, now you're singing the songs. How did, How was that? Well, you know, I was going around the house not being redundant, but uh, singing Hank Williams, mm-hmm. and then I heard the Platters and Fats Domino, Little Richard, uh Lefty Frizzell, Hank Snow, Roy Acuff, Ernest Tubb, Jackie Wilson. Now, these were all pre-Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Elvis. Well, all those people that I just mentioned, I was emulating voices. And I still do that to this day. Huh. Uh, so I was doing all these voices. So when Elvis came along, I thought, well, I'm going to try to sound like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, me being a Southern boy from Tennessee and not too far from where Elvis lived, you know, we were Southerners, both of us. And so I guess it was easy for and me being a baritone. It was easy for me to emulate Elvis's voice. And I listened to every syllable, every nuance of everybody. I don't care if it's Louis Armstrong going, I said, hello, darling. You know, it didn't matter who it was. Yeah. I was emulating voices, and I heard Elvis, and that was it. It was like somebody poured a bucket of water over me. It was easy for me to sing Elvis Presley songs. I got so good at being Elvis's voice that Dick Clark, after I did American Bandstand, called me up and said, I'm doing a movie about Elvis starring Kurt Russell. And I said, you talking about uh, that guy in those Disney movies? I said, well, Mr. Clark, he don't look nothing like Elvis. He said, wait till you see a screen test. The transformation was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went ahead and I did that. I, I was kind of reluctant at first because after I did The King Is Gone, uh, the world thought I was an Elvis impersonator. Well, that was the last thing I was right. or wanted to be because I was a songwriter and uh and so I told Mr. Clark that I didn't want to do it at first. He called me back two weeks later, and he said, Ronnie, I've listened to Elvis sound alike after Elvis sound alike. I don't want anybody doing this movie but you. I said, well, Mr. Clark, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> me, You know, that was the business part of me. Right. And yeah. when he told me, I said, I'll be out there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm glad I did that movie because, you know, I got to know Kurt Russell, you know, as – as he is, he's a great guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he was nominated for an Emmy. That was movie of the year that year, and Kurt said that that movie made him a star, that his next movie was Escape from New York. Right, yeah, big one, yeah. Jeez. Now, i got to ask you, how was Dick Clark? What was Dick Clark Dick like? Clark was the nicest, one of the nicest human beings and humblest. Now, he was strictly business, but... I could call Dick Clark up, and five minutes later, he would return my call. No secretary, just him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about just a grounded person. 
You know, it seems to me like the bigger the star, the more humble they are. Yeah. But yeah. Dick Clark and I were friends up to the end uh, after I did American Bandstand and I did that movie with him. Uh, I sent him one of my paintings. I'm a painter as well. Yes. And I saw him at the American Music Awards. A lot of people don't know this, but because of Dick Clark, I got to give Michael Jackson his award for his Thriller album. Really? Wow. Yeah. If you Google Ronnie McDowell and Michael Jackson, you can see me saying, and the winner is Michael Jackson. Hmm. And and that was Dick Clark doing that for me. Wow. And so... I gave him one of my paintings, and I saw him not long after that, and he said, Ronnie McDowell, he said, I think about you every morning. I said, what's that? He said, I got your painting hanging at the end of my wall when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so so what was the painting of? Well, uh, that one was uh, a 10-year-old Elvis Presley looking in the mirror in the old house he was born in, seeing his reflection in the mirror looking back at him and his reflection was his 1956 coolest dude on the planet looking back at his little 10 year old self like you really sure we want to get into this <laughs> and since then you know i've done dolly parton and elvis on a picnic i've done mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm actually a painter for the disney corporation i have a five-year contract with them so i'm doing that as we speak but I step away from that periodically, and I do. I did Loretta Lynn, um, George Jones getting a DUI on his lawnmower. He literally <laughs> called me up and asked me to do that. Really? <laughs> yeah, and George is my hero, ultimate country hero, so what an honor to. And, you know, it's a funny painting, but it's a statement of fact and, and a historical truth. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Huh. So, so recently you did the one for Dolly, right? I did. I did Elvis and Dolly on a picnic in Sevierville, Tennessee, her hometown. And the reason I did that painting is because uh, I did a duet with Dolly not long ago, and she had dreamed about Elvis. And so she wrote that song, I Dreamed About Elvis. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to sing, I Will Always Love You. Wow. Elvis's part because she always wanted Elvis to do that song, but Colonel Tom Parker wanted her publishing. She wouldn't give it to him. Hmm. That's the business lady in her. Yeah. Well, she said, now, ironically, Whitney Houston did my song. It was number one for 13 weeks. Broke a record, Ronnie. She said, you know whose record? And I said, well, sure. I'm the biggest history nut on the planet. Elvis Presley, don't be cruel. 35 years, 12 weeks at number one. Wow. That's incredible. So I painted that painting of Dolly singing, I will always love you to Elvis and the lyric lying on the picnic blanket. And I gave it to her. I took the cover off of it. I gave her the original Mm -hmm. and she jumped back and she said, wow, I wish I looked that good. Of course she does. (laughs) Yes, she does. (laughs) Yeah. Very humble, grounded person, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Wow. Gee. So, so you, you've met a lot of great uh, well, not just country artists, but a lot of great artists. You know, uh, I have been so blessed. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just did a new TV show. Uh, we just did the sizzle reel, and they're pitching it to the networks right now. It's me and my quirky family. It's a reality show, mm-hmm. and it's called Make Room for Ronnie. 
uh, and the the writer Leland Gregory, the writer for uh, Saturday Night Live, he saw my nephew doing these little videos. They'd get on the bus, leave town, and he was following those. And he approached me and my son and all of us about doing this. But I never did. I wasn't a, too much of a fan of reality shows. And and he said, "Well, we want to do a positive, no negativity, and include your music." Well, I jumped at that. Yeah. I said, well, I'll be more than happy to because that's what it's about. And plus, all of the, it's also um, all, a lot of my celebrity friends. Dolly Parton plays a big role in it. Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers, Link Martindale, uh, and Mickey Gilly. So it's all about me and my family and celebrity friends. Wow, yeah. Now, you mentioned Bill Medley. In fact, uh, Bill, Bill was a guest here on our show uh, uh, just last year. One of the nicest guys that's ever been on earth. Mm, that very nice guy. Yep. Mm. Now, and you had a duet with him, right? I did. I wrote a song called uh, "Lost in Dirty Dancing," and if you listen to that song, Bill Medley sounds like he's twenty years old. Yeah. What a gracious, humble man. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you also worked with Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, I wrote a song called uh, Never Too Old to Rock and Roll. <clears throat> Jerry Lee came in the studio and he and he set a half pint of Jack Daniels on the piano. He said, son, I need to warm up first. So he sat there 30 minutes later. He said, before we do your song, son, let's do a little bit of my favorite song. And he went... Arctic number one was when you left me. <laughs> and so Jerry Lee started doing heartaches by the number. Mm-hmm. I still have that duet, would not take anything for it. Wow. Have you ever released that one? I have not. Is, is there a reason why you haven't? Or Well, no. Uh, to be honest with you, I've been with Mike Curb and Curb Records since 1984. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of always held that one kind of near and dear because it was something impromptu yeah. that Jerry Lee and I did. And Jerry Lee and I became very good friends, still are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just love Jerry Lee. Now, he's crazy. I will admit <laughs> that. But he does all that for shock value. He's really a good-hearted person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he does seem to be. His impression is <laughs> that he's way out there. <laughs> oh, he like he does all that shock best. <laughs> he does it well. He's crazy. He's crazy. I'll just put it that way. But he's got a great heart. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, jeez. So now, of of all the songs that you've had out uh, and charted, uh, or not even ones that charted, is there one that's special to you? yourself not necessarily how you know how much money it made you or how big it was on the charts or anything but is there a favorite that you have yes there is and the reason why is because my friend and mentor and second dad conway twitty is on that song with me i talked him into doing a duet of it's only make-believe mm. 
And I did. I had this idea of doing it up tempo. My band at the time was the Kentucky Headhunters. Wow! <laughs> and so we went in and recorded this up tempo version that I had in my head, the the, ver- the vision and the version of it. I played it for Conway. He jumped up out of his chair and he said, "Boy, I never thought that song sounded like that, Ronnie." And I said, "Well, Conway, I want you to sing it with me." He said, "You don't need me on that. That's a hit." Well, I talked him into it true story when it got in the top five my phone rang one day and he goes ronnie i've been thinking about it and you did need me on that record (laughs) well (laughs) lo and behold that is now my favorite thing i've ever done because he was on that record with me Mm, boy that's that's a that's quite a story because uh, i mean you know he's a legend i mean there's no question about that yeah and i you know and i got to know him very very well and I miss Conway Twitty, and I sing that song every night, and through the miracle of modern technology, he's able to sing it with me every night. Mm. Now, now, was that intimidating? I mean, here you are, you're singing a, a classic hit, and you're duetting it with the guy who did it. I mean, that's that's got to be <laughs> nerve-wracking. <laughs> well, it, you know, it was... But, you know, after years of doing what I've been doing and getting to know and being around all these wonderful artists and unbelievable singers and getting to know them personally, you kind of you don't you don't take it for granted, but you just kind of realize that they're human as well. Right. And when we went in the studio, Conway said I was singing it too high. And he said, you sing higher than me. <laughs> and he was having trouble hitting the notes. But, I mean, he nailed it to the wall. And I said, Conway, I said, just rear back and let it go. And he did. And if you listen to that, I mean, he was just on top of it. And he really, you know, it wasn't really any trouble for him. I think he just was afraid to let it go. But, I mean, when he did, it was unbelievable. And that's still one of the greatest sounding records that I will ever do. Mm, yeah, gee. Now, Elvis has been a big inspiration to you. Did you ever get to actually see him or meet him before he passed away? And the irony of that is, because of Elvis, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I never I never laid eyes on Elvis. Uh-huh. I was always in a top 40 band. Yeah. And uh, at the time Elvis passed, I was working five shows a night, six days a week, trying to support my family and working. And, and I just always thought that one day... Uh, I would escape, and when Elvis was around, I'd go see him, but that didn't happen. Hmm. wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Now, were you a big fan of Elvis's, though? Elvis was my greatest and still my biggest influence. I have so many influences, but Elvis was uh, such an influence on me, it's unbelievable. And still to this day, and not only to me, I mean... If you want to see Elvis's influence, check out, to me, the best artist out there right now, Bruno Mars. Ah, yes. I mean, his influence, his Elvis, as a matter of fact, when he was four years old, he was called Little Elvis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the moves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, this guy is one of the best songwriters out there, I think. Yeah. And what a singer, dancer, you know, performer, just... So, you know, Elvis's influence just keeps on influencing everybody. Yeah. I mean, Elvis is like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that, uh, you know, it's too bad. Too bad he went. You know, that, uh, that 
uh, yeah, can you imagine uh, 42? And I heard Frank Sinatra when he passed say, it's a shame that boy passed away, mm-hmm. 42. And I thought, boy. And I was only in my 20s. And I thought, and I thought Ellis was old. Right. I realize now how young he really was. Yeah. As as we get older, it, you look back and you say, geez, he died young. Oh, oh, wow, so young. But what amazes me, now think about this. Elvis did what he did in a span of 20 years, and he did it without any Internet. Right. Yeah. Amazing what he accomplished. And he did it all with no Internet. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the Dick Clark Elvis movie that you did, but you also used uh, they used your voice in soundtracks for some other Elvis movies, correct? Yeah, I did about 12 of those. I did the one with Priscilla Presley, Elvis and Me, which was hugely successful as well. I also did the early years on ABC. Uh, I did Sweet Dreams, Patrick Klein movie. I did a, a movie with Richard Gere called Breathless. I sang Suspicious Minds. I did uh, Elvis Meets Nixon, uh, Elvis and the Beauty Queen. I've, <laughs> I've done a bunch of them, but, you know, I've been honored to do so and and you know that's history for me, and you can't nobody can take that away from me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Now you're still touring too, correct? I am. I am uh, on tour right now. I've got a show tonight in Shreveport, Louisiana. Ironically, the home of the Louisiana Hayride, where Elvis got started here. I'm at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville tonight. Oh. So now if somebody wanted to keep track of where you're going to be and when you're going to be there, uh, where could they go? Is there a website? Yeah, RonnieMcDowell.com. Simple. Just mm-hmm. that's it. Ronnie, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, taking us away sure. from your singing and your painting and everything else. When you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, my favorite TV show of all time doesn't get any better than Andy Griffith. Ah, yes. <laughs> I mean, what what is so weird about that? I sit and watch the same episodes, and I watch them all the way through as if I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get any better than Barney Fife, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. And also, and ironically about that, one of my favorite all-time movies, uh, Tombstone with Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love that movie. I love uh, Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday yep. yeah. Yeah. in that movie. But Kurt was great in that, too. Uh, one of my favorite movies that I just seen is American Sniper. I just saw that. What a great movie! Mm-hmm. My favorite all time movie of all time is Gone with the Wind. Ah, classic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ronnie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here, and uh, I really do appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, and uh, come see me when you can, buddy. A big thank you going out to Ronnie McDowell. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you get a chance, check him out in concert. I'm sure he'll be singing The King is Gone, Older Women, and all the other hits he's had, just hit after hit. And uh, I want to thank him so much for taking the time and sharing with us about his paintings and everything else. So, next couple of weeks, we got some great guests coming your way. We've been lining them up here and getting them ready. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, email it to me at feedback at onscreenbeyond.com. And uh, we just love hearing from you. If you just want to send me an email, go ahead and do that too. And 
if you would like to have a chance to win a DVD copy of 23 Blast, all you got to do, it's very simple. We're going to have a social network winner, and we'll have our listener, podcast listener winner. Okay, so uh, there's three chances to win two ways. One way is the social network way, which is all you got to do is like us on Facebook or leave a review on iTunes. Okay, those are two ways you can get in on this contest, and you can do both. And uh, that'll increase your chances. And what we'll do is on February 8th, Sunday, we will have a drawing of all the people who have either liked us or have turned around and done a review on iTunes. So, uh, you know, get out there and do those two things. Or the other way is our listeners hear it on Screen and Beyond the podcast. All right. What you got to do there is you can turn around and answer this question. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll have a drawing from all the correct answers. The question is, in our episode 348 with Dylan Baker, I asked him specifically, do you have any favorite movie or TV show that you've worked on? And he mentioned a TV show, and he mentioned uh, two movies that he's enjoyed working on. Tell me what those were. That's all you got to do. All right, you can go back and listen to it if you want, okay? It's still there. And uh, then on February 8th, we will have a drawing of all the correct answers. So get right on it, send that in to me, and you can be watching with your very own copy of 23 Blasts. You could be watching a great movie. So that is it. Those are the ways you can win. Hope you'll join in on that. And uh, we'll have more coming our way because we've got more uh, contests coming. So uh, keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to share it with a friend. Let people know about the show. And we just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we love hearing from you. And uh, just uh, enjoy having all of you listening to me. And it's funny when somebody sends me an email and they tell me, you know, how they're listening to me or where they're listening to me. So uh, uh, that's always fun to hear. So you can communicate with me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Well, that's it. That is a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen... And beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.